The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Allison. I'm, my name is Leslie. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> and uh, we are asked uh, as witches questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as healers and witches. This is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Yes. It's the truth. It is the truth. Leslie, how are you? Well, as you know, it's mm. been a rough week for me. Yeah. I've been very emotional, I told you. We're flip-flopping. Yeah, it's, well, we're blaming it on the stars. All the things. Because <laughs> cancer did it. Yeah. Cancer season did it. Yeah. But I really have been, like, crying my darn eyes out. Oh, my friend. Yeah. yeah. But I'm okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I had mentioned earlier, too. Like, it's all it's all good. Mm-hmm. I'm not falling apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. I'm just figuring shit out, you know? Yeah, it um talking with people and just experiencing things, you know, in my own like family realm, it just really feels like we're all being squeezed. Like that's a great way of putting it. You know, just yeah. like really challenged, really tested by physical things, mm-hmm. um, by circumstantial things, you know. Yeah, you can feel that blanket of the eclipse approaching very fast oh, absolutely you know and we really are at the time of this recording we are we are moving into mercury's retrograde that's shadow right, right now because it's right. going to be next friday that's right so what do we do during this time oh well, we're slow shall we? <laughs> we <slowed laughs> that was amazing did you like that that was amazing that was not a sound effect that, that was, was a Leslie's car screeching mouth. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah we're slowing down yeah, slow down mm-hmm. yeah because Reviewing. that's actually what too that's like what mercury's doing it's not like it stops no. it just like slows it's like the other one i like that's, to do that's a good one. Oh, fantastic slow motion <laughs> it slows down so we should too right yes that's exactly mm-hmm. it slowing down and reviewing yeah. which is really really frustrating for a lot of us that are trying to go 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 and get stuff done right yeah Mm -hmm. i always say to people with retrogrades coming up i mean it's in the word retrograde re you know so you want to do all your re words you want to rewind review re-envision recuperates you know yes what else you got oh recuperates good yeah i was just thinking rest because you know spelling Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's it (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, reset. Yeah, that all might of be a that good, good one stuff. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the, the the reason that's really great that Mercury slows down like this for us, and, and Mercury is just has gotten the most popular attention. Yeah. All yeah. the planets go into retrograde positions because we are also ta- talking about Jupiter and Neptune. Mm-hmm. But um, I love when Mercury doesn't. We're both ruled by Mercury. Oh, Ooh, our oh, producer just. <laughs> Delivered some, some delicious beverages, <laughs> some some nice libations. Thank you so much, oh, Donna. Right. Thanks, Donna. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so the reason because we're ruled by Mercury, so it allows yeah. us to let go. You and me. We're always mm-hmm. moving at a pretty high pace. Gives us an opportunity to just chill out for a minute yep. and review yes. what we've been doing so far. Is this working for us? How yeah. can we tweak it? 
Yeah, it's really anywhere. beautiful. Maybe um, it, I don't know if this is true or not, but is are we do we talk more about Mercury going retrograde because that's one of the planets that is closest to us? And so that's why it goes retrograde more often than other planets. This is totally a theory. And I'm sure some listeners out there listen, you know, listening to me say this is like, they're like, no, or yes, or whatever. But I like your theory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, because it's the moon, you know, is the most changeable thing. And of course, that's not a planet technically. But, um, but yeah, that just makes me wonder. I, I am curious now. Yeah, me too. I will have to review that Ooh, <laughs> yes she gave me the Luckily eyes I've when got she said time it. <laughs> to now do that now. <laughs> yeah but yeah it does so it does occur um geez louise uh i don't even know how it breaks down but like every three to four times a year yeah 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 is that hmm. true is that right it just feels like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think that's the thing too is everybody's like oh my god here we go again but i love I love yeah. Mercury retrograde. I do too. Yeah. I, I do. I just like the ability to slow down. I love the ability to kind of check in with myself. It gives us permission. Yeah. yeah. Retrospective. Retrospective. And also, I mean, I know people like talk about the issues that they have with, you know, communication, ish, you know, troubles or um, technolo- technological issues to me, me with my words right now, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, travel, all that yeah, stuff, you know, traveling during this time, don't sign contracts during this time, those sorts of things. Um, but it's really just about, I think, asking us to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. What of whatever you feel better yeah i just burped a little bit sorry guys <laughs> we're all human yeah i had a nice uh trader joe's uh i was gonna say starfish <laughs> starfruit flavored uh sparkling water yeah. it was delightful it's refreshing. my first time mm-hmm. thank you good stuff mm-hmm um, so we want to remind our listeners that um, a cool new feature that we have now with Ask a Hag is that you can log into the Anchor FM app and leave us voicemails. I and can't we, wait for this. Oh, Do it. It's going to be so much fun. Um, if you leave us voicemails, you will absolutely be on the show as long as your question and message is appropriate. So please, yeah. <laughs> F, um, Anchor FM is super easy. You just need a little login, leave us a message, um, and oh, um, yeah. oh yes, uh, Donna just suggested a Ouija board stories would be real nice too, guys. Real, yeah. real nice. A lot of you keep winking at me coming to the shop. Be like, I got a story. I'm like, well then tell us about. Yes. Send it in. Yeah, we want to hear it. Episode three, the Bon Jovi Ouija board. Uh, references um, that wonderful board game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so we are interested um, in what you have to share, what yeah. your experiences are. Yeah. Be fun. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about today, Allison? Um, we are <clears throat> discussing tools of the witch, um, which are broad What's and in varied. Her brain closet. <laughs> Sorry, that was such That's an easy really joke good. to make. It was great. <laughs> it was great. 
Yeah. Or his or his her. His yeah. Her. Yeah. They. A witch's um, broom closet. Yes. What's in a witch's broom closet? Indeed. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Leslie and I um, get a lot of questions around like, you know, do I have to have this? Do I have to use that? Um, and I just want to start off by saying, just like everything in our practice, it is all about your inclination. You know, um, are you drawn to use a ceremonial knife? Then do it. Yeah. If you're not, that's okay too. Yeah. Maybe that knife's a blade of blue kyanite. That's right. That's still a blade. Yes, that's right. What do you feel most comfortable with? Yeah. So um, the classic tools of the witch all echo the four elements or the five elements if Mm -hmm. we, you know, add spirit to Mm -hmm. that. So that is earth, air, fire, and water, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Those are the four elements. Yeah. And the four elements are our ultimate tool. Mm -hmm. Would you say so? Yeah. Witches are alchemists. Alchemists use, use the elements to... To, sh- to shape the unseen, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And they are, uh, I would say, the the what makes the fabric of our world, too. It feels like, if I may, the salt and pepper of a witch's cabinet. Because mm. when you start to think about, like, to me, to me it's like lemon... Yeah. Stay, stay with me. Remember. No, no, I, I know it's where like, you're going. It's, it's all like good. olive oil, lemon, salt, and pepper. Like yeah. if you have those four things, yeah. you can do anything with that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And you know how each one works. And so kind of where I'm going with that is like when you're really, really comfortable with knowing what kind of earth magic you can work, you really get connected in with earth. And then when you're starting to like, as I always, I always tell people like, just think of your elements when you're working on a spell or you're doing any sort of ritual practice. Yes. Because when you know your elements, then you're assured of a successful personal ritual. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I totally agree with What's that. What's your experience with it? Well, um, I it's really interesting. I've never really thought that much about incorporating the elements in like um, an intentional way until you and I really started this dialogue. Not today, just, mm-hmm. you know, in general. And... It occurred to me that all the different things that we use in a ritual incorporates every single element, you know, so a lighter, the obvious fire, right? right. Paper could be earth. Sure. Um, water in a bowl to drink or, you know, uh, consecrate in some mm-hmm. way, bless in some way. Mm-hmm. Divine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so on and so on. So, you know, I think that the elements really are the foundation of witchcraft and no matter what type of witchcraft you lean towards the elements are always going to be there no matter what absolutely because if you're when you know if you're going to be doing even any kind of a circling yes and you're going to be placing an altar up you're going to want to have the representation of those four elements on your altar and then i also feel too like Gosh, we're, we, you know, you're incorporating them in your everyday life anyways, you know? Yeah. And we have them within us. Air would be breath, mm-hmm. right? Blood would be water. Bones is earth. And bile mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the um, 
ritual words that I use really incorporate those concepts whenever I'm doing this kind of work because all of the magic that I'm trying to create flows into me. Yeah. The vessel. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. No matter what my focus is. We transmute it. Absolutely. We do. Absolutely. We do. And you know, if you're doing work on behalf of a family member, let's say if you're, you know, you're still, your physical body is connecting you to that person, Mm -hmm. whether it's through DNA or just love, Mm -hmm. you know, and friendship because, you know, you've had physical contact with that person, you know? Yeah. Visually, energetically. Yep. 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 So that's elements. Elements are Don't forget them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as physical tools, Leslie, yes. what would be your favorite? What's my favorite physical what's tool? Your, what's your favorite physical witch, witch mm. tool? I do love a wand. Mm. I, that does not surprise me. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like very wand centric. Uh-huh. I do. I love a wand. Um, but I love... And again, you know, these, a wand can be a gorgeous stick that the earth offers you. Yes. Something that you might find yes. on your hike. And I actually highly recommend that. Yes. Finding that. If you if you don't find that, you can use your finger. You can use the point of a crystal, like a pointed crystal. Mm-hmm. I, like I'm really, really, really obsessed with crystal points these days. Mm-hmm. Because the energy comes out of that tip, right? right? Just like a wand. Basically, what you're doing with a wand is you are positioning your energy mm-hmm. so your finger it could be even bouquet flowers but i love a wand positioning your energy drives the force to a visual point yep like a focal point i think is what i'm trying to stumble out here yeah like a like a writing utensil like so if i'm casting a circle what i'm going to visualize as i cast that circle is a light coming out of that wand creating a circle right that's right yeah yeah um i i also see it as a conduit for your energy as well like the magician yes yeah pamela coleman smith designed Mm -hmm. illustrated yeah 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 the energy can go out and then also in that's right yeah it it is an antenna thank you (gasps) yeah look at this that's fantastic um leslie yes what is casting Allison. a circle? What is that? Allison. Yes, Leslie. What is I have a, a question. Okay, so <laughs> casting a circle. What is casting a circle? Yes. Is creating a container. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to use the visual, you can't boil water without a pot. True that. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. So when you, uh, creating a, casting a circle, um, can it does many things. Number one. It creates a space between yourself and the outside world Mm -hmm. that says what exists in here um, is between the worlds, but it's also a space in which you can feel protected. Mm -hmm. It's also a space, a container where you can raise energy Mm -hmm. and you cast a circle using a wand, your finger, a stone, your eyes. I mean, ultimately it's just visualizing. Like I used honey the other night. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, to me, it's a container in which to raise energy and also a container for protection. Right. 
And that is pretty important when mm-hmm. we're doing this kind of work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's also important to say, I think it's all about alchemy, right? So you're yeah. also in that moment where you're saying, I'm containing myself in this space. And so now I am telling the energies yes. yeah. or energy, this place here is different. That's right. That's right. And you're trying to circle to, to note that. Mm-hmm. But then circle is also that infinite, you know, never yeah. ending. Yeah. Always perfect, perfect, perfect circle of trust. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. What what, what does it mean to you? Well, all, all the things that you mentioned and also to delineate what is and what's not. Um, so, you know, most of us do not experience the spirit world constantly in their waking life. And so <clears throat> a cir- casting a circle, the act of doing so, um, really helps a person's mind and nervous system get into ritual. Right. Um, so it activates those channels through us. And then also it signifies to the spirit world who's allowed in and who's not. Yeah. And that to me is really important because there just, you know, just like there are lots of different people out there in the world. There are lots and an infinite amount of different kinds of spirits out there in yeah. the world too. Yeah. Um, and so when you're doing your casting, um, you can say who's allowed in and, who, and who's not allowed in. Yeah. You know, so that you had mentioned, you know, so that you're protected. Right. Yeah. Right. And that your helpers can be there too, right. because that's, a, it's also an act of calling them in. In in the circle is something very similar to the sphere that I'll put myself in on mm-hmm. a daily basis mm-hmm. or an egg Same. or Same. An, wherever yeah. I'm captured. You know, only positive high, vib- high vibrational energies for my highest and best good may penetrate. That's right. All others are bounced, bounced off and, and. Yeah. And then you can do your thing. Yeah. Exactly. And be yourself. Yeah. Circle. That's beautiful. I love it. Um, so wand, wand is your favorite. Yeah. How about you? Um, mine would be the mortar and pestle. Well, of course. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I have a wooden one um, on my altar that is specifically for um, ritual. I don't use it any other way. And I think it's a really beautiful symbol of action and creation. And it's kind of echoes a little bit of the cauldron and, (laughs) and the hand gesture gesture that you might be able to figure out. Mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. Yes. Pestle. Um, but yeah, so it's it's an act of action and creation. And I think, you know, I keep it on my altar as a reminder that I am creating my day. Yeah. I, and it's a plus and negative balance. Yes. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. And input because... Output. It, it, <laughs> input <laughs> output. Input <laughs> output, exactly. Yin and yang. Uh-huh. 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 Yoni lingam. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. That's you can keep one. going. I don't, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, what, what else? And, and then also because, you know, plants and herbalism are so much linked to my, my practice as a witch, 
that kind of symbol on my altar reminds me of that too. So, so some folks might not know what a mortar and pestle is, Allison. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. And so like, what kind of hand gesture is Leslie making? Mm-hmm. Make? Good question. So Des- a mortar and describe pestle. Describe it. Yes. Um, a mortar and pestle is made out of some sort of material that is hard. So most often it's um, stone, concrete, wood is the one that I have on my altar right now. And it is a bowl, a very deep bowl. And then um, a, I mean. Like a muddler. Yeah, it's like, a yes, it's a muddler shape. Mm-hmm. Bartending you know, um, kind of tool. So basically what you do is you add, um, when you're using it in the kitchen or you're trying to, you know, create some sort of tea or whatever, you add your plant material to the bowl and then you use the muddler, um, and grind it. Yeah. You're grinding it around a powder and you're making a powder. Exactly. Or you're just like combining and stirring, you know, that's another it, yes, it's a pharmacy Thank you, symbol. Thank you, Donna. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So uh, yeah, all the old herbalists. Yes. What, you know. Yeah. So that's that's one of my favorites. But I do love the pentacle too. Uh, well, love, yeah. love, love, mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said this really beautifully just a few minutes ago about how these are tools that activate mm. the elements already within us. Yes. You can yeah. absolutely hundred percent stand in the middle of a field cast a circle with nothing but just yourself absolutely with without a doubt yeah and I think um you know but the tools are cool the tools are really cool and oh that's the other thing I wanted to say the tool gives you an ability to say I'm in ritual now yes so it's something tangible that you're holding that you're like yes we are doing this that's right that's right helps to focus you a lot of people um will use a specific let's say knife in ritual and will not use it any other time so that it is it has purpose right indeed yeah um and there was something else i was gonna say pause while i might do the air theremin (laughs) (laughs) did that help you remember no but it's so much (laughs) i love it so much um oh yeah because um, we humans live in this very physical world. We need these objects to activate and remind us. Did I say that already? I, I, it doesn't matter. I think, I th- it's I think so we important just, we to really drive it home. It. Yeah, yeah, we really need it. And so, you know, um, there are a lot of people who are practicing minimalism, you know, in their lives. And I applaud you, um, who, those of you who are doing that. Um, but I would say that if you want to elevate your craft, it would be wise to have at least one object that reminds you of each of the elements. That's and a it great can idea. be really simple. Yeah. A feather for air, right? A stone for earth and so on and so on. And you can find these things on your nature walk. That's and you can right. ask, may I take this for ritual? Absolutely. Yeah, I like the asking. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Um, but yeah, but if you want to go, you know, and spend a lot of money and and get some fancy, get some gorgeous f- ritual fancy spoon things. and some gorgeous mortise, do yeah, just do it. Yeah, 
Preferably a juju. That'd be nice. <laughs> Plugging it again. Got to oh, do thanks, it. Allison. It's fine. But I yeah, there, there's something, there is also something very special and maybe it's something that you want to begin with your nature found starter pack. And as maybe every year as a gift to yourself, I'm going to invest in something really lovely. Right. Because it's all about inspiring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it inspire uh mm-hmm. the word inspire comes from is the latin for air did you know that really <gasps> check your facts on that i love that so much that lights me up oh that's beautiful yeah. like aspiration inspiration yeah. it's all about air oh as it relates oh that gets me latin. that got me mm. in latin i might have to double check that but yeah really that, nice yeah I think really really lovely. nice there you go. Air. Um, yeah. So things that um, many people may not think of too. A bell. I love a bell. Mm-hmm. A bell would. A bell is one of my most favorite tools to use. Yeah. I have a set of tingshas from an incredibly special woman uh, who um, really encouraged me to invest in a nice pair, and I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. And I have another. Yeah, bells are so special. Yeah, they really are. Because how do, how do well how do you use the bell do i use them to cleanse the space cleanse the space nice yeah, yeah that's how i use it I'll, too. I'll i'll go around the corners of my reading room mm-hmm. and i'll do my ting sha in each corner because the the energy and spirit energy can get trapped in the corners of your space mm-hmm. and by bringing that bell it's at such a frequency that it you know the spirits don't like that high-pitched bell mm-hmm mm-hmm that's beautiful so yeah i use them to cleanse that's great and i also sometimes would like to use it as like um we are beginning now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like a school bell yeah yeah Mm -hmm. classes in session Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful Mm -hmm. very cool Um, how about you how do you use bell same yeah yeah the same thing we have a um singing a singing bowl upstairs and i will use that quite often for that purpose as well you can also clap. Yeah. If you yeah. Don't have a bell around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's yes. very cool. Okay. Bell. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Clothing. So you're looking much at me. Fun. I'm looking at you. I'm always looking at you. Um, Love yeah. those clothes. Clothing can be a tool. Yeah. To heighten our practice. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that in a past episode, but Leslie, please. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we all love ceremonial garb. We sure That's do. That's nothing that is new to us. You know, we've seen so many wonderful, wonderful cultures, so many different religions throughout the world dress yeah. for yeah. ceremony. Yep. Again, to me, it feels like I am stepping in to this part of myself now by putting on this robe or this lovely gown and again it can be as ornate as you love or as minimal as just a gorgeous ivory linen Mm -hmm. gown Mm -hmm. you know frock Mm -hmm. whatever however you prefer to do it and it might even be that if you're casting a spell for love you dress all in red we talked a little bit about this as well um but again i think that's where the air element actually a little bit of the air element in the fire element mm-hmm. come in with clothing because it's about inspiration and expression mm-hmm. and so inspiration comes in with our air element and expression comes with our fire element interesting gemini That's and really leo beautiful. Mm-hmm. so anyways um 
and then and then every time you know like mr rogers little sweater that yes. he used to put on like he knew he'd come in and he had a ritual when he walked through that door every he day did he not absolutely did put absolutely. that sweater on hung his jacket up switched into a different pair of shoes and then he was in session that's right and it's the same kind of thing yeah don't overthink it yep you know yep 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 but um yeah, so dressing for the occasion of the spell or just dressing for... I even have, like, blankets that I'll wrap myself up in mm-hmm. for meditation that mm-hmm. are special. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think that they necessarily have to be hundreds of dollars special. I just no. think it's about whatever you feel comfortable in, whatever you feel beautiful in, yeah. what you know, whatever makes you feel connected to divinity. Indeed. You know? that's that's when it's good yeah you know and that could be your grandmother's afghan that could yeah. be something that you found at goodwill your favorite ikea blanket that's right yeah <laughs> i mean really yeah, yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really interesting i have um, and i yeah you've got some special cl- pieces of clothing i, I do yeah. yeah i do um <clears throat> i have two dusters that I wear, especially when I'm feeling like I, I very much want to connect with the sacred. And dusters are really like long pieces of cloth that are sleeveless and they just kind of go over top, mm-hmm. you know, of a dress that I wear. Yeah. Um, but I also have a small sheepskin rug in front of my altar too. So that even whenever I'm doing like my morning you know, thank yous and things, even just stepping onto that activates that for me. Yeah. That's cool. You know, so setting yourself up for success. Yeah. You just put those little, little touches around and that can really, you know, spark your inspiration, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is nice. Love it. Yeah. What else you got on that list? Well, I've got some, some other good ones, the cauldron, which is great. And a cauldron can be that cast iron, you know, um, classic image of a cauldron, but it can be the, a beautiful, you know, hand thrown bowl that you made whenever you were in high school, you know? Yeah. Um, a fireproof bowl is a cauldron. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Utilized for, for ritual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the broom. Love the broom. Yeah. Leslie, tell me why you love it. Why do I love the broom? Why do you love the broom? Well, it's like that, like, archetypical symbol yeah. of a woman getting on her broom and being independent, a witch getting on their broom and being independent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the broom because it helps me focus my energy on removing negative energy. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So I have a large broom that I have by both of my doors at the shop and at home. Um, just a corn broom. Yep. I bought the one I got at the shop is from Home Depot. And the one I have at my house is from Giant Eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was gifted a really absolutely beautiful, small, um, is it, be, how do you say it? Be- Bez- Bezum? Bezum? Bosoms? Bosoms? <laughs> I got a bosom be- broom. Bezum? <laughs> That's a language. I know. Uh, it's fine. I got a small guy and it's basically <clears throat> just a handheld whisk broom. And I use that like when I'm really smoking out my space, mm-hmm. I will start going through the smoke and directing it. Nice. Sort of in a feverish, sometimes yes. a cross or like an X kind of 
Yeah. I'll kind of wave it over, you know, however I'm, however my body's moving into right. expand, like expelling the energy out of the space. Got it. Um, actually I have something funny to say about that. Cause Laura and I were talking about this at the shop before I came over and she goes, I have this funny meme, um, about cleansing your house. And when people forget to open up the windows or doors, she's like spirits play like parkour. <laughs> <laughs> bouncing all over the place so it's like getting that you're like sweeping out you're sweeping out the negative energy and you can sweep it out the windows and then sweep it out you know i escort them yeah out the front door yeah that's beautiful. with the broom using that's the broom beautiful again get out yeah stay out of here <laughs> um, i don't say that but the that kind of hand broom is also helpful whenever you're doing any kind of like blessing ritual too with um like a floor wash oh yeah you can dip the the broom and then um, kind of flick yeah. the, you know, blessed liquid, whatever you're working with around your space or the grounds or whatever. Or oh, person. I love that. Yeah. Person as well. I, I got a visual on that. Very mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Love that's, it. Yeah. Oh, that broom. But so again, nice. again, at some point you might say, I'm going to treat myself to yeah. a little bit more of an expensive broom Yep. for ritual. Yep. The obvious ones tarot and runes oh yeah your divination tool mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. of witches work with these don't they yeah and the pendulum yes as well yeah pendulum's gonna find pendulum to me like if i had to go through the elements and name a divination tool for each one you know you do you want me to do yes. that okay <laughs> please do <laughs> so i think like for a pendulum that's a really great water divination yes, tool yes. because pendulums ultimately like I mean they are working with your subconscious we are water as well so it's working with the water within you but it's also working with water beneath you know so yeah. you've heard of like a lot of geologists will do it like have dowsing rods yes which it's the same it's kind of process of the same thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah um the cauldron I like to utilize um when I'm burning things so that would be like kind of a, a like a so you would be like scrying yeah, yeah scrying can be also fire or water mm-hmm. depending on how you want to read a flame um and then like smoke divination like looking at the how smoke moves is more of like an air divination that's another form of scrying yeah, that's um and then my final one would be earth what was I, what did I do? Oh, like trance work. Yeah. Visualization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think runes would be earth? Oh, absolutely. Cause they're yeah. stones and that's what's referred to as lithomancy. Yeah. Yeah. When you're using a form of a stone. Yeah. And lithomancy. And then love runes are, yeah. Lithomancy. Lithomancy. Such a great word. Lithomancy. It. Yes. It's a lovely yeah. word to say. Um, and then runes are, are the Norse alphabet. Mm-hmm. So it's a Norse mm-hmm. tradition, mm-hmm. Um, which is one that, I love yeah me too very very much yeah. you really turned me on to those they're yeah. they're just they're really super insightful and I feel um an ancestral link to them too which to me is just it it when I use them I feel something so much different than I do when I work with tarot oh yeah it's true yeah. it's true so it's yeah. old magic yeah your earth divination mm-hmm. tool would be Mm-hmm. And what would tarot be? Do you I, you know, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Tarot's kind of its own animal. Stuff. I would link it to spirit, like yeah. the center. Yeah, that that make that feels right. No, yeah, I think you're right about that. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. scrying again, like just to like, we'll probably do a divination. We should. <laughs> we should do that. Because there's so much cool stuff. Yeah. I love like I love I taught a divination class. It was so much darn fun. But scrying, you can use water and you can use the smoke and you can use a flame. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of unfocusing your eyes and, and yeah. seeing shapes and kind of divining information and in the shapes and yeah. how it's making you feel. Yeah, that's beautiful. Anyway, so yeah. Cool. Divinational. Your divination tools. Yes. Man, we have a lot of stuff, yeah. don't we? I didn't even... We've got a lot more to go through. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. We've got incense and herbs. Yes. Those are tools. That's your... Yeah. Um, incense and herbs are, I would say, you know, cross-cultural when it comes to, you know, people practicing witchcraft through the ages. Yeah. Because plants give us so many different aspects, you know, we can use them for, um, to heal or to harm, you know? Um, so they, they really can work good magic for us for sure. Yeah. Um, whether burning them or using them in a floor wash or drinking them in a tea. Right. In a ritual way. A feather is such a simple thing, right? But. It's a beautiful tool to have. It symbolizes so much. The obvious answer would be air, yeah. the air element, but also spirit yeah. as well. And different feathers from different birds mean different things, right? How many times can I say different in one sentence? Um, <laughs> and so turkey feather, as an example, symbolizes abundance from what I understand. Yep. Uh, crow feather. Uh, symbolizes deep transformation. Um, so depending on what feather you find, that in of itself is a message from divine and spirit. Right. And then that reinforces that message when you work with it, you know, in ritual. And the way I, I like to use a feather is directing energy. Yes. Directing smoke. Yes. In, a, in the cleansing and worshiping way. Yeah, I especially, like, sometimes I don't really work with it that much. Like, if I'm burning Palo Santo, let's say. But cedar, I just, something, there's just something about cedar and using a a turkey feather. I don't know what it is. It lights me up. Uh, Cedar is one of my most favorite. Cedar is one of my most favorite. I mean, it really probably is the one I use all the time. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also use that feather like your wand. Oh, that's going to also direct that energy. Yes. Sure. Yes. And that, that leads me to, um, I can never say it right. Athime. So again, here we go with like pronunciation of words. So what do you say? Athame. Athame. She puts the emphasis uh, on athame. the. <laughs> athame. <laughs> I say athame. Athime. Athime. <laughs> yeah. And I've even heard like a theme. Yeah. I've heard that too. Yep. So I just feel it out. like Whatever feels right to you. Amy said to me the other day, she goes, I've been saying Hecate's name wrong all this time. And I'm like, I don't it's know. It's not wrong. I don't think it's wrong. You can say say her, her name however you feel called to call her. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, how do you feel about mispronouncing I, I it? I feel the same. A, a deity's name. I think they don't care. Yeah. I mean, they do to a point, you know. But By the end of this, you'll get my name right, kid. You exactly. Know? <laughs> That's a, yeah. I mean, they're they're very old and wise. They've seen it all. 
yeah so to speak um i think it's about intention you mm. know so if you're saying hecate in an incorrect way whatever the correct way is you know i could be saying it wrong yeah um i'm not greek you know uh let's see let's see go on oh I'm leslie's gonna, gonna, look, gonna look it up okay cool um anyway so if you if you say hecate with reverence and yeah. respect yeah and gratitude that's the most important part okay we uh, you know what we just get so insecure about like language and it's like it goes right back to am i doing this right right yeah you are yes you're doing it right as long as it's in your heart yeah that's it mm-hmm. all right i was just looking up the uh <laughs> i love the way you say it i think it is it. yeah but athame yep hmm Oh, look at that. The Virgos got it right. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Womp, womp. Uh, it's ath uh, May. <laughs> Leslie, you should you should what? make the recordings online. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, press this. To <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. Yeah. Ath uh, May. <laughs> so, so many tools. So many tools. What else you got to say about anything well, else? Well, so do you, do you bless your new tools? Do you consecrate? Oh, yeah. Consecrate? I do. Yep. You do. Consecrate. Consecrate. <laughs> I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yep. Um, consecration is, mm-hmm. is just basically a process of saying to spirit, this bowl is now activated. Yeah. And is a symbol of water, um, the divine feminine, so on and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shall be used in ritual. That's right. That's right. And you're not going to put your onion dip in it later on. You're going to. You better not. You better not. Unless it's an I offering. I mean, you could if you want, but. <laughs> I like you so much. I'm going to give you my onion dip. Oh. <laughs> I could do. I could do. Um, Be like, thank you. I yes, like it thank too. Yes, thank you so much. I love this onion dip with your Russell's. You modern potatoes. humans have got it all figured out with we- your <laughs> salty sweets. Back in my day. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's. I. I no shame on anybody Mm-mm. that doesn't do this, but I think that it's vitally important in my own practice to make that delineation between what is what is a ritual object and what is not a ritual object. Right, because if you start blurring the lines, then where's your intention in That's all of it? That's right. That's right. And this is all about intention. Right. For good outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you like to consecrate things, Leslie? Um, I'll usually like hold it up to the air, then bring it down to my heart and then I'll say a little blessing or mantra to it. Mm-hmm. But I try to activate like it, I, I have, I've had Reiki attunements, so I usually will turn on my Reiki energy and like c- c- sort of clear them yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also utilize some kind of a, a plant that I can smoke use mm-hmm. for smoke cleansing mm-hmm. and I'll kind of do that with them as well mm-hmm. and give them a little bath. little energetic bath and and then I will hold them to my heart and I will and I try and and honestly too like when when kind of like cleansing your your crystals for me it's not like just for me it's not necessary I feel like you have this like this is a tool that I'm going to use for ritual every time period but then like every time I come back to ritual I give it a cleanse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remind it what it's here to do yeah that's beautiful. I do. I do the same yeah. thing. Um, I also like to then let it rest 
on a slab of selkinite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That beautiful crystal that brings in all that lovely, high vibrational, energetic um, light. She's the goddess of the moon in Greek mythology, Selene. That's right. Selenite. Yeah. So there's a lot of lunar, lunar energy yeah. that comes with selenite and therefore is very cleansing, which is why you want to put your crystals in the moonlight to charge them. Yes. So, and so you can do that with your objects too. The goddess To charge Selenite. them mm-hmm. that way as well. Selene. Yeah. Selenite. How do you shop yeah. for tools? Yeah. yeah. How do you Good know question. this tool? How do you know this tool's for you? How do you know? That's really funny. Um, hey, Allison, I'm the one. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it, which I find to be a little bit of a pitfall when you're shopping online for things. I've bought a wand online, so it's nice to go to a store and pick a out. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> here we go again. Oh, Leslie has this has this beautiful <laughs> shop named Juju. It's <laughs> on Reynolds Street in Point Breeze. Um, no, but. Yeah, it is. That's true. That is the truth. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've, you want to handle I've it. I've ordered a wand online, got it. Falls flat. I've ordered a bowline, which is a, a ritual harvesting knife, um, and it also. I'm just like, now what am I gonna do with this? Like, it's be- It's physically beautiful, but it it just is not. It's not jiving with me. Yeah, yeah. So in those moments, I'm like, well, I'm gonna hold on to these until the right person comes into my life that I can gift it to. And the, and then that's another yeah. way you know when something yeah. that's right for you is for you is it's gifted that's by exactly somebody it. or it just it just it just know. yells at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. too, like I started carrying a couple of ritual spoons in my shop because I couldn't get them out of my mind. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. And so when something yeah. starts to really keep showing up for you, I'm like, oh, I can't stop thinking about this tool. Yep. Yep. That's the one. I've actually been searching for an athame my entire life. Oh. Still haven't found it, which is why I use a crystal point mm. or a feather on my finger, a bouquet of flowers, because yeah. I haven't found the proper one. Mm-hmm. I thought I did, but it was $650. <gasps> what? Was Tell like, us about today. it. Tell us about it. Oh my God. It was just this beautiful like knife. And then like the bottom was all like bone. Oh man. And then it had all of these gorgeous like quartz and amethyst crystals. And like just, I mean, it was striking. Gorgeous. I'm like how in the world, I think it was based on the kind of steel and how yeah. it was. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing because some really, really gorgeous beautifully made ones are gonna cost you so the ritual spoons you can use it to kind of um scoop up your herbs or salts um if you're measuring things out you can use it that way scooping out of your your you know if you're using your mortar and Mm -hmm. pestle for things Mm -hmm. um so i use it as like um i have a ritual bowl and a ritual spoon so it's it's kind of a, a similar version to a mortar and pestle except it's more about yeah adding instead of grinding <laughs> yes <laughs> you did yes thank you very thank you for that i was hoping <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome oh you're funny anyway yeah so um yeah that's great so let yeah so so let them find you maybe you find them again maybe you find them in the wild yeah which can be special. Maybe they're passed down to you from a ancestor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you'll know. You'll know. You absolutely will know. Yeah, I find the best tools to be things that I either find or are ancestral. So they're just like, oh, this is part of your inheritance. You know, mm-hmm. thanks. 
thanks granny you know that kind of thing it's it's extra special that way yeah yeah, yeah that's beautiful um Tis. and then there's one other thing i wanted to touch on yeah um talking about this is you know thinking about parts of ourselves that are tools so our curiosity is mm-hmm. a tool that we use to create ritual yeah so when, when you say that what do you mean well what i mean is um using our our inquisitive selves and wondering okay how can i um make this ritual more creative how can i explore aspects of myself during this phase of the moon you know that kind of thing yeah um because we want that our practice is for ourselves and no one likes to be bored yeah you know and if you keep doing the same ritual over and over again unless it's like with real intention you know um in a ceremonial way it kind of gets humdrum yeah you know yeah what if i tried this that's right yeah you know and so exploring um new ways to celebrate the full moon let's say Mm -hmm. instead of doing the same thing over and over again yeah you know um intuition yeah is a huge one you know and that's absolutely a tool that we can sharpen and flex and we've talked about so much these are all Aaron mercury qualities i just have to say that's right (laughs) um compassion Mm -hmm. is another one you know especially whenever we're doing shadow work you know which we've talked about before i love shadow work so much holding space for yourself in your moment of in your moments i should say of of real healing Mm -hmm. um because real healing is not beautiful real healing is fucking hard and usually dirty mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. you're crying or, mm-hmm. or whatever so yeah it is yeah mm-hmm. and in those moments like i've been going through this all week long and those moments where it's like no i don't have to stop crying right mm-hmm. now and be a big girl like i, I hurt yep and i need to feel it yep. feel it and i think that's what you mean by the term holding space absolutely yourself. yeah that that's absolutely what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and holding space without judgment that's yeah. the biggest thing you know mm-hmm. the judgment part um and that is a tool that you can sharpen as well. Compassion, you know, and then, you know, I, I mentioned this already, but creativity, yeah. you know, just you're feeling it. You research different offerings for Hecate, you know, and then you add your own little flavor. It's like cooking to that. Exactly. It's just like cooking. Making a pizza. Yeah, ritual work is what just. What else do I want to put on this mm, pizza? It's going to taste so delicious. Ranch and dressing. Drive my attention. That's right. Yeah. The other the other witch's tool the other (laughs) we were laughing earlier (laughs) yeah that's right Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So we have Claire from Pittsburgh. 
Claire says, what do you recommend doing with used smudge sticks? I can't find any good information on this. So I'm just going to, and I know we're going to have a conversation about this. I want to address the word smudge. And I'm going to push this back over to Allison when she's done burping because (laughs) I love the way that Allison explains how we can drop this word from our vocabulary. Thank you, Leslie. (laughs) And And I'm going to sit back for a minute. And now I'm going to drink my (laughs) wine. All right. Here, here's what's up, people. Um, I would hope that all of you wonderful, amazing, supportive listeners out there are trying to be the best human being you could possibly be. I would really hope that. I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for this world. And that means that sometimes it's absolutely part of being a person. Thank you, Leslie. I know. I'm just like, this is is a conversation, but I'm on my soapbox right now. (laughs) So let me just step right up. Step right back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So part of being the best person you can possibly be is to acknowledge the impact that you have through your actions on other people. And so when we apply to apply this concept to the term smudge stick, um, what I think of is a sacred plant in the American market, at least I don't know about other places in the world. It's a sacred plant that, is owned by indigenous people. In this specific example, I will use white sage. White sage belongs to First Nation people, Native American people. They um, have used this in their culture for eons um, in very specific ways. And me, Allison, as a person who comes from um, European descent, I am not comfortable using that specific plant in ceremony because <clears throat> that is a very um, colonizing worldview to be able to just pluck that plant away from another culture and use it for my own purposes. That's a very damaging worldview. And the word smudge most of us again speaking about american um witchcraft american culture most of us when we think of the word smudge we think of these kinds of plants right leslie yeah yes um sweet grass is another one Mm -hmm. um but sage in particular has really become the symbol of this kind of uh, of this movement of of um thinking decolonizing witchcraft Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. being mindful of who owns that not i mean the earth owns it frankly white sage owns itself you know as right. as a, a living being but historically you know um i have no business as a woman from european descent to use that specific plant unless i have been educated 
And that's the biggest thing. But yeah. even then, like, I still feel uncomfortable in, with it. In that terrain and it was growing wild in your backyard and you... I still like, don't okay. think that it's appropriate. Okay. Uh, and that's just... This is... Uh, sure. To I'm be just, very clear, just this you, is 100% putting you, my... Putting baby in the corner and asking her questions. I'm totally fine with that. I got the eyeballs on me right now. Um, this is my position. And this is how... Sure. This is the the kind of witchcraft that I, I practice and also teach. So if I was who I am right now and I grew up on a reservation with First Nation people and I choose the term First Nation because they are the First Nation on this continent, Mm -hmm. those peoples, um, even then I'm not quite comfortable with it. Okay. Because of the ancestral blood link to that plant to me when I work with plants like mugwort where it has a very long deep tradition hundreds of thousands of years being used as a sacred plant by people from where I come from originally um it it lights me up inside and it's different it's a hundred percent different energetically when I use mugwort in ritual than when I use white sage in ritual yeah um and so smudge going circling back to the word smudge because when we think of smudge stick automatically what pops into our mind's eye the white sage that is why i'm trying to move away from the word smudge as an action and the word smudge stick as a name for these things because i don't want to i want to be very clear energetically and physically about my um that association and by being clear about it then we're also raising the vibration of the plant raising it energetically and then also hopefully changing people's minds and making them rethink oh maybe i shouldn't be wearing um a feather headdress to my music festival or whatever Right, just because it's yeah. quote unquote cool, it's not cool. Right, and it's that's disrespectful. Pro- appropriation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and cultural appropriation is is a real thing. It's not like something that we need to eye roll at. It's a real thing that affects so many people. I, I mean, in Scotland, if you wore another clan's tartan, you were curtains. That's right. Yeah. You just didn't do it. Yeah. It wasn't yours. But most importantly, you know, we're, when we're talking about cultural appropriation and, and specifically um, around people of color, um, First Nation people, African American people, Latina people, you know, these people have been um, annihilated by white culture. So I think it's even more um important to really focus our lens on those aspects again speaking as a white person and and you know really focusing on again decolonizing my witchcraft and so what do i use and what do i how do i speak about these things i use smoke cleansing that's the term i use um and i use plants that resonate with me i yeah. know i used mugwort already mugwort cedar yeah is a beautiful one juniper is a beautiful I love one rosemary rosemary oh my god forget about it Lav- dried lavender stalks mm-hmm. um 
you know, any plant that you can physically eat, yeah. technically speaking, Basil, you can thyme, use. Time's very protective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. is also a resin that you can burn. That's absolutely. really, really, really incredible. Yeah. And, you know, even, um, and then on top of it, because, you know, of the work with, with I do in herbalism, we then have to really think about, okay, commodification of these things. So once again, white sage has been over harvested in a in wild spaces and so first nation people no longer have access to this very sacred thing right and also to layer on top of that um it's it's becoming endangered right shame on us shame on us yeah for participating in that and so i urge you all to consider um my words and without guilt course correct yeah and decide okay the white sage that i use i'm going to use to honor it and then i'm no longer going to buy it or you buy it from people that are if if, again you feel called in your personal practice to use that specific plant because it resonates with you and you've done your research and you're you know in in your lane you buy from people who are doing it right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I even, I've worked with some vendors that, you know, are First Nation people and they've chosen to like discontinue making certain products with White Sage. But Claire also act, ha- asked how to, um, what do you recommend doing with used sticks? Oh, right. I'm and sorry. So this was, was something like, that, that's okay. No, it was very important to say, but I think... <clears throat> To me, and Allison will 100% agree because she did it at Solstice, I love to, if I can no longer, you know, hold a stick, I'm, I put it in a brown paper bag and I save it for a time in which I can burn it at a bonfire. You could also bury it, I suppose, if you wanted to bury it. Absolutely. But yeah. I would not throw it away. No. I would honor it for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other thing you want to add about that? No, no, yeah. I think that's, I think that's uh fantastic and a really, you know, intentional way, yeah. you know, to honor these beings because even if the plants dried, it's still holding that, you know, that essence inside of it. So Claire, yeah. thank you for this Thanks, excellent Claire. question and thank you everybody for, you know, listening. It's fantastic. We just got to do what's right. That's it's it. A, yep. No guilt. Got it. <laughs> Amber from Pittsburgh. Amber. Amber from Pittsburgh says, I am a baby witch and all of this is new to me. How do you know what you're doing is right? This path has always felt right to me, but I'm still nervous. I'm not doing it correctly. Where do you suggest I find confidence in my craft? Oh, that's a nice one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amber. I think it's all about where you're feeling it in your body. Hmm. And I think Allison and I have talked about this a lot where it's like, don't second guess yourself. Absolutely. I think, I think if you were, if I was to ever to say, which I never would, but if I was ever to say you're doing anything wrong, I would say, don't second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's important in witchcraft to understand the outcomes of things. Don't do a love spell just because you want somebody to love you. Yeah. You want to make, you want to do a love spell to bring in the right person for you. So not to get aside too much from, from this, but 
under so am i doing it right well what is your what is your desired outcome mm-hmm. does it affect you or somebody else does it affect the two of you for the highest and best good does it affect you for the highest and best good does it feel right mm-hmm. is there anything about it that you're doing that doesn't that makes you feel icky hmm. would you regret doing what you just did does that make sense? Does Absolutely. That, do you think, are you keen in on this? I totally and am. Then, and then finding the confidence in your craft, and I know you're going to have some wonderful things to share too. It it goes back to, I, I think, I, oh God, seriously, can we just title every episode Intention? Because <laughs> it really does come back to intent. Where are you intentionally? Yeah. Yep. You know, confidence in my craft for my highest and best good. Confidence in this work for my highest and best good. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think also, like I said in the beginning, we started talking about tools. You master those four elements. Those will give you confidence. No problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. What do you have to say about this? Well, and so, Amber, maybe a good place to start would be exploring the different elements and just take a month let's say, yeah, you know, and right now here in, in Pittsburgh, when we're recording it in June and it's, it's hot outside, maybe start exploring the fire element and all the different, do research on it, you know, all the different aspects of, of the fire element and, and then also acknowledge the aspects of the fire element within you too. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to th- like very practical things, like, am I smoke cleansing, right? Am I casting my circle correctly am i casting a circle at all um is my altar right there's really no right this isn't school yeah and I, i'm you know i know i said this before but dude you gotta you gotta just let that go write it down on a piece of paper and recite it if you want to and if you stumble over your words yep. who gives a crap it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. absolutely doesn't matter you don't have to memorize the words in your spell you can if you want to. It's it just, it's really up to you. I don't have time to memorize things. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think not yeah. doing it correctly is not doing it at all. That's right. Oh, at man, that's sh- so true. But it's right. Just yep. like show up, say, all right, I'm learning. Yep. Call your guides in, say, listen, help me with what I forget to do. Yep. Help me close the circle. Yep. Help me open the circle. Help Walk me through this. Yes. Call in your healed ancestors. Because if you're coming into this and you're like, boy, I really know I'm supposed to do this because I know in my heart that I'm a witch, it's probably in your family blood. It absolutely is. So call in one of those healed ancestors that can help you walk you through Mm -hmm. all this, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We all have an A-team, which is what our dear friend Brandon likes to say. We all have an (laughs) A-team of friends on the other side and... All we have to do is acknowledge them. Yeah. And then you don't have to be so afraid because you're not doing it alone anymore too on top of it. And then the other thing also is, you know, pop by your favorite witch shop and be like, hey guys, what's going on? My name's Amber. I'm trying to figure out how to work a pendulum. Does anybody know here? No, you know, how to how to do that yeah you know so just reach out to your community yeah of classes, physical people <laughs> yeah yeah physical people yeah phys- physical yeah you're people. seeing an unseen team that's right <laughs> yeah you know and chances are you're gonna find you're gonna find some help too if you're stumbling through stuff yeah. but honestly just like leslie said you just got to do it yeah if you're called to do it 
do it. Yeah. Yep. One hundred. Don't worry about it. Uh, next question from Adrian in Pittsburgh, and we had this one is so interesting. We had to do this. It's too cool. Adrian says, "Dear Hags, during the solstice, I was doing some ritual work at my altar, and as I was meditating, a fly flew through my candle flame." Elsa, has that ever happened to you? I can't believe it. It's so weird. It's <laughs> so crazy. She says it was a white candle being used for purification. A few moments later, it flew through the flame again and then dropped behind my altar table. I believed it was dead until the next day. I was sitting at my altar, came back out from behind there, and it flew away. I have not seen it since. Question. Is there any significance in this occurrence or is it a product of summer when insects appear in droves? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're on your own. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, right? Good luck to you. Now, <laughs> Next um, question. Adrian, uh, I have never, ever had I just had immediately this. think of Amityville Horror. I do, too. Oh, That's have you seen so that movie, Allison? funny. <laughs> no, I haven't. But, but do you know the scene where all I the do know the scene? Yes, that's that's why I'm like, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, that that's the the scene that they always clip oh, from. It's so creepy, it's insane. Flies. Mm-hmm. So okay, not a fan let's, of flies. Let's dissect okay, this. Sorry. Oh, let's dissect this. Okay? okay, what do flies represent? Corruption, death, poop. Yep, poop. Yep desecration two for, two for poop we got two on poop we got two for poop. <laughs> can i get a poop up in here we got two we got three for poop um <laughs> so and if she's purifying that's what i thought when you read this question when we were reviewing this i was like oh my god like she is a hundred percent keyed into her intention and what she's working yeah to have that happen twice yeah but then I, and then it came back the next day. It did, it did. So it, but it like left. rose from the dead, or did I, it? So I like, mean, oh man, I really hurt my wing. <laughs> my wing. She got me. That witch got me this time. I'm gonna go hide back here. <laughs> witch got <me>. <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. Or something like that. But really, like I, again, you know, the immediate thing that I got was yeah. this spell absolutely worked. You were right on the money with it. And the timing was right, too. Um, Again, I've never heard anything like this before. That's fantastic. It's pretty fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, And the other thing, too, was that it just, it left. You know, and houseflies tend to bounce around quite a bit. You know, you're aware of it for four or five days, you know. Um, And and just the sheer fact that she didn't see it again. That's a big deal. Adrian, may I recommend a Venus flytrap? Ooh. <laughs> your new your new uh, plant spirit ally. Oh, come on. I know she'd love it, too. She would love it. It's cool. true. We know Adrian personally. Yeah. So thank you, so Adrian, awesome. for your yeah. question. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Um, from Anonymous, why Florida water and why is it named Florida? Like the state. And also, why does Walmart sell it? And do muggles use it as well? Yeah. So Allison was like, all right, you're going to take this one. So thank you. <laughs> Allison will now sit back and enjoy her bubbly water. Um, Florida water is something, another witch's tool. Um, it is a witch's tool um, 
from more of like a voodoo Santeria place. Yep. Um, but it was originally the one that everybody's really familiar, which is like this. Um, it's like Murray and Lam- Wait, what is it called? Murray and Lamry's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one you have in your shop. That's the right? one I have in my shop. Yeah. Let me see if I can get. I wanted to to because it's it's like such an old label and it's so like, it kind of reminds me of like old like bitters labels yeah from the it's a beautiful label yeah it's gorgeous um hold on one tick guys I'll, I'll get back to that in a second but i, I want to drive the point home here that it was it, it's been around for hundreds of years and it was originally it's called florida water because the fountain of youth was thought to be in florida that's right mm-hmm. and so this was originally made as sort of like um I was telling Allison, it's like a ginate. It's like an afterbath splash mm. or like an aftershave is another um, way that you can use it uh, for muggles. How muggles, for would, muggles would use it. So this was originally yeah. kind of produced for this. However, and this is what's important, is it's the essential oils that are in the recipe for Florida water, which are always some kind of a citrus blend. So it's typically like a bergamot, lemon, or an or mm-hmm. uh, orange, mm-hmm. um, and then some kind of a cinnamon or clove, and mm-hmm. then I believe also lavender is in it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it just happens to be this. Um, so rose isn't in it. No, no, le- no. Lemon, orange, oh. clove. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Cinnamon, and lavender. Sometimes there isn't clove. Sometimes there's only cinnamon. No rose. No rose. Got it. Citrus. It's going to be a crisp, All citrus. refreshing citrus smell. Now, this one smells very somewhat powdery. Yes, too. I thought so, too. Yeah. Um, so it was it's been sold in in general um, general stores and pharmacies for years and years, which is probably why Walmart has it. But for whatever reason, too, recently, Walmart thinks that it's cool to have some of these products. It's true. They so, sell white sage. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But also there's something really weird that happens when you Google anything like mm-hmm. i mean you might even be able to google tibetan singing bowl and walmart might be like hey, we hey get, what's we'll, up look we'll at that for you <laughs> so i just I, I wouldn't really like totally you know yeah trust that but here's why i love to work with florida water and it was recommended to me through another tarot reader my friend kelly mm-hmm. and she's like you really got to get with this stuff this is fantastic now I do sell the stuff in a bottle, but I've been desperately trying to get this beautiful concoction from a friend of ours named Michael from Old Ways Apothecary. In my opinion, he makes the absolute best Florida water. I I spray it on me every day. I did too. Until I ran out. (laughs) And then I refilled the the bottle with the Florida water from your place. So you can use it as a floor wash. Mm -hmm. You can um, put it in a bath for ritual. Yep. You can dress a candle in it. Mm-hmm. You can consecrate your tools with it. You can dip a pen in the Florida water and write out an intention, which I love to do. You can, like what I do in between readings as a tarot reader is I call it like spiritual antibacterial. Yeah. yeah. And so I'll like kind of wash real quick my hands with it. I'll put it on the back of my head. That's if so I'm barefoot, I'll put it on the bottoms of my feet. Yeah. And it's really, really cleansing. Um, Just a real quick insert here. Yes. Um. Michael's Florida water to my little family unit smells like Bactine. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Which is like an antiseptic sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. 
which we all love so much. Um, so, but it's very cleansing, right? Yeah. And it blesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many customers come in and be like, oh my gosh, my grandmother used to throw that in my face every time I'd come in her, in her house. She, what? Yeah. They would throw it in their like, face? Like, like a holy water. Oh, like, interesting. Like, not like, yeah. like with the glass, but like splash it, like kind of flick it in wow. their face. And sometimes when people leave, like that would be another way that I would use my bosom yes broom your bosom broom yep i would mm-hmm. <laughs> i could just kind of yes. like fling it around yes my my space yeah now the most popular the one that you're going to see in the bottle is is murray and landman mm-hmm. i always i'm like murray and mcclanahan mcclanahan yeah, and michigan fine. It's michigan kinda... and landslide the <laughs> I always get it wrong <laughs> well the label is a little muddled and it, so it, it it's kind of hard to like really see fascinating yeah i think that, that i think for our anonymous that's yeah do muggles use it as well as an aftershave yeah because <laughs> it smells really nice yeah i think it smells yeah good. yeah i've yeah. even put it in like my glass cleaner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah that sounds good but it's 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 also hi Bee. she's getting visited by the dog yeah that's nice yeah i've enjoyed working with it it's enjoyed working with me i've also also enjoyed it too yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Um, there's a point behind, uh, at the top of your neck where your skull meets your spine in the occipital ridge area, yes. right? Yes. And I've been told from many people actually that that is one of our most clearest spiritual entry points yeah so when we're doing any kind of like hedge riding which is walking into the spirit world and talking to spirits or having them come into us that's the entry point and so I've been spraying that part of my body do you do that too every day oh my I god stop my, i do because it's like to me it's like my true third eye yes i thought that too yeah and it feels incredible <gasps> oh, when twins. you rub it and to have somebody it does, rub it for it you it feels really great and i guess what i learned that when i worked at aveda really we used to have to do these 15 minute like massages for people and they talked about like yeah. the scalp massage that you would do yep. and holding the occipital bone oh, and it just started to come to be to be this point where i love touching it yeah but I'll put certain oils back there. I do too. Yeah. That's so interesting. We both do it intuitively. We haven't talked about that, right? No, we have not. Huh. Huh. Until this point now. Huh. Yeah. How about that? But I have Marcella's divine oil, which is very grounding. Yeah. And I'll roll that back there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Yeah. So we have last question. Yeah. It's actually a series of questions from a dear listener in Idaho who's in seventh grade named Nathan mm-hmm. and it's quite long so but very important it's very important and I'm I'm really excited um to read this to everybody um so Nathan says I think it's real awesome you practice real witchcraft and that's capital real I'm writing a fantasy novel and it includes a sorceress slash witch. I'd like to know what stereotypes are false so my novel isn't cliche. Question number one. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you do? Oh my gosh. I'm... I mean, we've been talking about it all day. <laughs> we heal ourselves. Yes. Uh, yep. I mean, in just That's a it. sentence, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. We heal our ancestral line. Yes. Yes, we do. 
Absolutely. And therefore we heal the world mm-hmm. in small ways. If we all work together. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to sing. What's the um, next question? Second question. Are you, <laughs> are you necromancers? I personally am not. I am not Mm-mm. called to do that work. No. There but is there a are fly people. here. There's a fly on the window. Oh yeah, there's a fly. There are people who who do work with the dead. Yeah. Um, maybe not in the way that Hollywood predict or predicts it, <laughs> depicts it. So yeah, I mean, as a fact check, yeah, I mean, I would say there are witches that are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, next question: Do you summon spirits? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Every day, I, I do. Very- safe and protected way but yes every day sometimes twice a day yeah. sometimes five times a day i'm doing it right now <laughs> oh, leslie your eyes get my friends <laughs> just get my friends here <laughs> come on in um number four what is the coolest thing you do when you practice witchcraft i would say talking to the spirit world personally that's what number three is about yeah i and i think too it's like Working with the elements for me is so super cool because it connects me completely to the divine. Yes. Yeah. That feels pretty special. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, What attire do you wear? I'd like to know for when I describe the witch in my novel. Do you know, can I just say Nathan like basically went through a witch's tool cabinet and like is asking all the proper yeah. questions. Yeah. So yeah. we did kind of cover this a little bit, but I would say, you know, whatever you're called to wear. Yes. Whatever inspires you. But definitely selecting some sort of a ritual robe, gown, mm-hmm. two piece, you know, maybe it's a black jeans and a t-shirt Bikini. that you wear every time. Yeah. 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 And Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, depending on how exciting you want to get with this, Nathan, I mean, my alter ego witch, where she's existing, has some kind of fabulous purple velvet robe on. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mine is wearing a cape of moss. <laughs> Literally. And just a smile. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, when you're trying to develop your characters, mm-hmm. just really, can you know, consider the qualities of the witch that you're working with and she'll she'll tell you she'll tell you what she wants to wear absolutely your Mm -hmm. sorceress Mm -hmm. doc martens ripped jeans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep band t-shirt that's it Mm -hmm. all right number six do you own a human skull i do not i don't own a human skull Mm -hmm. i do own animal skulls i do too yes things that we've found yes Mm -hmm. or were gifted Mm mm-hmm do you have a pet such as a raven or a bat as examples? I do have a, I have pets. Yes, yes. But I don't have a bat or a raven. Well, wait a minute. I do have a, I have a bat. I have a fruit bat. He's gigantic. His name's Fonzie. He's, um. That's your cat. Yeah. He's a big black cat. <laughs> he, he does. He, he does kind of look like a fruit he bat. He does though. look like a fruit bat. He absolutely does. Yeah. yeah without a, a doubt. Mm-hmm. Black cat named Fonzie and a tortoise shell named Juju. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a dog, which you've heard of before in the podcast, but, um, I would love to have a crow. Uh, yeah. Not have, of course, because we don't own them, but a little crow friend would be yeah. nice. I'd like to have a snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could, that can you could make that happen. I can make that happen. Absolutely. Um, do you practice telekinesis? I do not. I don't, but I'm so fascinated by it. Same. 
It's very so interesting. So I wouldn't say that I, I would say that I definitely practice it, but have not mastered it mm. and would love to like, I mean, it's definitely something I think about quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the most super? Uh, wait a minute. Allison, oh. what is telekinesis? Moving things with your mind. Yeah. Sorry. Facts. <laughs> Uh, and it's moving things in your mind. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's all you do. You just move it. Uh, moving on. Yes, please. Okay. What is the most supernatural thing that's happened to you? Um, many things. Same. I'll I'll just because I think we've started to understand that sometimes I've got some dreaming capabilities. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you do. And the most, the, the biggest way that I experience the spirit world is in my dreams. And I can dream when I'm in a haunted house or a house where there's a lot of spirit activity. I will know that I might feel like it's funky when I walk in, but I will full on have straight up supernatural dreams and be haunted in my dream. Whenever you sleep in that space. Yeah. 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 Um, in spell work, I've also just felt energy shift. Same, yeah. And seen like mm-hmm. it's seen. I see shadow and light play. Mm-hmm. I went like my asmat kagam as a vision. I see. Yeah, I don't see actual souls walking around, mm-hmm. but I see mm-hmm. the undulation of shadow and light. Yeah, I um I hear things um in my mind and sometimes audibly as well, and um almost every day and i would say my bon jovi experience was pretty supernatural yeah everybody's in agreement here they're all nodding their heads yep. up and down so mm-hmm. episode three um i talk about that um yeah so yeah we're we're definitely interacting with the supernatural yeah. for sure i have had i have that we'll save that for october but i do have a full-on ghost story that oh i can't wait yes yeah in connecticut i was a little girl oh it's going to be awesome. Marnie's going to cringe. Eh. She still feels bad about it. She'll be okay. Stay in your own bed. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> um, and then our the last question yes. is, what do people think about the stupendous talent you have? <laughs> um, I didn't know we were stupendous. What a great word. Oh, it's a great... It's fantastic. I mean... I think people are fascinated. Um, I have people stop me and ask me about, um, you know, the special jewelry that I'm wearing or, you know, I, I generally dress pretty witchy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people pick it up, you know. Describe how you dress. How yeah. do I dress? Well, um, I usually wear really long dresses that are flowy. Yeah. Um, uh, usually black or earth colors and you wear something around your neck every day I do I wear a talisman pouch every day with special things inside I usually have um, a pentacle necklace or ring mm-hmm. um, on um, so you can pick me out I, I would think if you know some of the some of the clues um but yeah, I think it's more people people are curious and they also think that being a witch is cool. Yeah. That's the general consensus. Yeah. Even the people that are a little leery about There's it. There's an aesthetic curiosity about it. I would agree. I would agree. I had a I had a guy once ask me if I controlled men. 
And I couldn't tell. I know, right? Big sigh. And I couldn't tell if it was just like blatant flirting or if it was just like undercurrent flirting. But it was definitely. And I just looked at him and I was like, no. Goodbye. (laughs) And did he walk away? Yes. Then you controlled him. I totally did. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't, sometimes I can't play the game. I'm I'm not that flirty and with guys. So it's just, it's hard for me anyway. Yeah. I just think curiosity is the coolest part. You know, people, people being curious is curious. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're grateful? Oh, that's really nice to hear. Donna thinks people are grateful. Thanks, Donna. Yeah. Yeah. And Nathan ends his letter with, I'd love to know your answers. You don't have to answer all of them, but I'd like to know so I can clear up the stereotypes um, and make my novel accurate. Best wishes, Nathan. What a brilliant, radiant, bright soul. I know. Great handwriting, too. Oh, love it so much. A plus. So the Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Our intro music is There's a Spell by Heidi Elva. You can find her catalog on Spotify. This episode also includes music by Evan Wood, who you can find on Bandcamp. Leave us a voice message, as we asked earlier, on the Anchor FM app, and we'll play it on the show. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Good luck during eclipse season. We love you. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) Wait till you do my mouth trumpet.